0: Happy New Year, guys. It's 2024. It's a new year, but guess what? It's the same us, and it's the same fantastic happy hour. Seven days a week, 2 to 6 p.m. at the Handlebar right here in Chico. You're going to get some money off of every single one of their fantastic craft beer taps, as well as half-off bottles of wine. You could even bring your popper right onto that dog-friendly patio.
1: It's a little chilly out there now, but I promise you, if you have enough of those tasty craft beers, you're going to warm it right up. Or if you have a husky suck it up sure and if that doesn't do the trick you can also just get some beer cheese and pretzels uh, a favorite of mine not so much johnny's uh, unfortunately i like the pretzels Uh, yeah the pretzels not the beer cheese uh the point is guys the handlebar is the place to be in 2024 again their address is 2070 east 20th street if you want to get the screaming deals again their happy hour is all seven of those days from 2 to 6 p.m go check them out and here is the show why don't we begin This is is Fresh Hop Cinema. Hey, and welcome to Fresh Hop Cinema. This is a craft beer and film podcast and radio show based in Chico, California. I am Max Minardi. And I'm Johnny Summers. This week on the show, our coverage of The Book of Clarence. It's a film from writer-director James Samuel, who you might remember from The Harder They Fall, uh, a sort of offbeat Western that subverted a lot of genre conventions. I think the book of Clarence is very similar. It stars Lakeith Stanfield and sort of tells a story, I'll just say in the era of Jesus of Nazareth and our thoughts on that in a minute. But first, Johnny, what are people uh, going to be hear us, hearing us talk about this week? Uh, beer-wise, yeah. Beer-wise, We have, thank we have, you. Two, <laughs> we
0: have two beers from uh, Casa, Agria. Casa Agria. Let's just agree to say Agria. Casa Agria, I agree. agree. Sure. Agria deal. Casa Agria specialty ales at Oxnard, California. The first is called Broken Jars. It's a maple flavored brown ale. It's five and a half percent. The second is called Space Craze. It is a hazy IPA, 6.5%, and those were both purchased right here in Chico at Spikes.
1: Right. If you're listening on KZFR 90.1 FM, we hope you're having a terrific uh, Saturday afternoon. On the radio version of our show today, you won't be hearing the episode in its entirety. You'll get our first beer review and uh, our discussion of the film and our second beer review, but you'll be missing the ever-titillating Hot and Bothered segment. It's where Johnny and I catch up with each other on our weeks and talk about Uh, you know, shows we've been streaming or movies we've watched off the air or beers we've drank. It's really anybody's guess. And that's what you can find there.
0: That's right. To find episodes of this podcast in its entirely, go search for Fresh Hop Cinema on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or any other major podcast platform. We've released new episodes every Friday since 2016, which means since you're hearing this on a Saturday, that it's available to all of you listening on KZFR right now. Go download it. If you like the show, go leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It takes like five seconds, and definitely let us know that you did that. Text us to brag with uh, or with feedback yeah, yeah. about the show. 530-433-0839. Again, the number is 530-433-0839. To hang out with us on the social medias, you're going to search Fresh Hop Cinema on Instagram, Facebook, Letterboxd, or untapped because i'm in charge now
1: nice job i'm actually yeah.
0: going to be proactive so follow us untapped i've friended a bunch of people on our patreon uh if you like the show and you drink beer you log them follow us
1: on there we had a good run of untapped in the beginning yeah and then because i think because i have one as well mm-hmm. that i completely gave up on and then for a minute there i was sort of more on top of untapped mm-hmm. or on top of um letterboxd mm-hmm. and you were on untapped yeah and then like we've let it go yeah <laughs> so i'm stoked we got it back we'll have like a running uh, comparative sort of socially comparative account for what we've been drinking, um, last week on the show. And this is a nice uh, segue into Patreon. We did a bonus episode that ended up going to the main feed where we covered our top beers of last year. And now we could just, in theory, go to untapped and see that as well. But it's also kind of fun to go back and look at our little homemade sort of spreadsheet. Well, next year we'll be able to see it. Right. So we'll just do both next year. It'll be great. Yeah. Um, speaking of Patreon, if you don't know what it is, that's a way to support our show. We have been doing this for like seven years and that's in no small part because of people who have given us a buck or two a month. Um, and in return, we'll give you access to our entire Patreon, which it runs the gamut from bonus episodes, like the one I just spoke of. Those aren't always, uh, on the main feed. We'll do bonus beer reviews or bonus movie reviews, and um, like I said, we've been doing it for so long. We've had all these different ideas, um, so it's been pretty nuts the stuff we've done over the years. We've we had it's like, like
0: we're like T Swift. We've had eras.
1: Totally, yeah. I not to not to tout ourselves too much, but you're not wrong. Um, Any Taylor Swift podcasting? <laughs>
0: basically,
1: uh, it runs the gamut. So you can check us out on uh, Patreon.com/slash/FreshHopCinema, um, and I think that's all we have. What you got? What Max has a tight end. Is that a – that football guy reference? Yeah. Cool. Do we have anything else on Patreon that we need to mention? No, it's a good time. Okay.
0: Our events are a blast. I think my liver's still recovering from the last one. It was a good one. It was a good one.
1: Okay. With that out of the way, Johnny, tell me about um, – again, the first beer we're drinking. I know you already said the name, but say it one more time.
0: Broken Chars from Casa Agria. I agree. Because we Agria. Maxi, he Agria. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a maple-flavored brown ale, and it's 5.5%. Max, I bet you're asking yourself – why isn't, it, why isn't it why isn't there the maple, maple in, in it?
1: Yeah. That is what I was asking. What do you mean maple flavored? <laughs> right. Yeah, what do you is, know why? Yeah.
0: So, I'll, I'll read a little bit about this from their website. Okay. Broken jars is an English style brown ale with a maple syrup flavor by wait, with a maple syrup flavor by conditioning. Wow. So they have typos in their Okay, cool. You're going to blame it on the website? Yeah. I copy and pasted from Casa Gris website on the description. No, Anyways. No,
1: no, no, no. Broken Jars is an English-style brown ale with a maple syrup flavor by conditioning the beer on candy cat mushrooms. Is how I'd read that.
0: Yeah. With a maple syrup flavor, you need another, like an adjective in there. Or an adverb, I should say. Yeah, maybe. Imparted. Uh, added. Okay, uh, that would be better. Yeah, I agree. Uh, 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 yeah, anyways, Candy cap Mushrooms. Yep. They've made an appearance on this show before. Uh, it's a full-bodied yet easy-drinking ale, perfect for the darker, colder months. And from my vantage point, it is in fact dark, it is in fact cold, and it is in fact a month. It's been...
1: <laughs> so yep. this, this is checking all the boxes. Sure. Um, brown ales. Yeah. You're into them. Yeah, big time. Maple stuff. You're into mm-hmm. one of your favorite beers in the world is Double Stack from Great Notion, yep. which is a very, very heavily maple um, bourbon barrel. Is it bourbon, bourbon barrel aged? They made a BA one, but okay. the original was just, just a, an imperial a, stout. A super maple okay. stout. Um, that beer seems to be, in our estimation, the gold standard of maple adjunct beers. Mm-hmm. The maple is neither artificial nor too organic and and naturally overly sweet. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect balance. Maples like coconut sometimes when it comes to beer because it's so easy to go over the top with it. You've just had your first sip. What's your initial take on this?
0: Okay, it's light. It's really carbonated. It's more bubbly than I thought it would be. Light, very thin, very brown ale, traditional. Super earthy maple. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that's yeah. obviously mushrooms. Because uh, you get, I've never had a candy cap mushroom like by itself or in a dish, so I can't isolate that flavor specifically. Mm-hmm. But if that's where the maple is coming from, it makes total sense. If that
1: the maple's coming from the mushroom,
0: yeah, which is what they're saying it is.
1: I guess so. Is that is that really what they mean? Like if the maple comes exclusively from candy cap mushrooms? Yeah, maybe. All right, that seems odd. I assume they meant it like balanced out with some of the mushroom stuff, but. Mushrooms are a weird thing to add in a beer. Like I know we've done a couple. Like you hinted at. Um,
0: Let me read the jar or the jar.
1: read that jar. Perfect.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, broken jars English style ale with maple syrup flavor by conditioning the beer on candy cap mushrooms. So it's very specifically saying weird that maple flavor comes from mushrooms.
1: Just me or does that make this like ostensibly quite a bit more interesting? Super cool because that's maple. Yeah. That That is the flavor of maple. No so getting around that. They're
0: making maple-flavored mushrooms now.
1: That's um, I mean, it's good, dude, yeah. by the way. Um, I haven't even said that. I've had my first drink. It is super light, very carbonated. But I think the lightness of the body makes it feel a little bit um, – yeah, it goes down a little bit easier. It makes the maple syrup not – or not syrup, I guess. I'm going to stop saying that. It mm-hmm. makes the maple flavor not seem so cloying as it could. Yeah. It could easily have gone further. And I'm, I'm kind of digging where it's restrained itself to.
0: Yeah, they are renowned for their uh, aromatic qualities. The mushrooms, and they're used, cul- used culinarily as a flavoring rather than as a constituent of a full meal.
1: Does so, it mention anything about the maple flavor specifically? I'll Google that. I mean, Just, it's called candy cap. That's something. Uh, but I have a hard. Well, I don't know. I don't well, know. The what top I result
0: believe. is why do candy cap mushrooms taste like maple syrup?
1: So I mean, it's a thing. Then a really cool move.
0: Yeah, it's a combination of the amino acids while while drying. They produce a, it's a, 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 thing. a maple-ish yeah. thing. It's just a thing. That'd be fun. Imagine being the first person that figured that out. Totally. Yeah. These oyster mushrooms taste like meat. These are great.
1: Yeah. Hey, I also want to make one quick correction. The can has this at 5%, not oh, 5.5. Okay. If you would amend that in the notes, that would be great for me later on when I make our uh, synopsis of this episode. Their website, though. Yeah. I mean, they, people do different iterations, but... If, you know, certainly it should be kind of up to date, and this, I would guess, is the most modern iteration of this beer. Yeah. Um, Can on October 5th, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, two and a half months ago. I, I doubt that there's been another round that's made wide distro since then. That makes sense. So, yeah, update the website, probably. Yeah, I would. Uh, we are one to talk. Our website's <laughs> a little bit out of date, but... We're not making... We're not sending out beers to mm-hmm. the public. Our podcast is up to date. That's true. You're getting the truest,
0: yeah. freshest... Take it to your grave gospel yeah. information right here.
1: Where, you got these at SNS?
0: No, got them at Spikes.
1: Oh, you did? Yep. Uh, did you just notice the can design?
0: I saw the bear and I saw Maple Brown Ale. Yeah. And I was like, I love the can. Yep. Right away. Beautiful colors. The fall design on there is just tremendous.
1: Yeah. It's um I mean, for podcaster listeners, can you describe the can?
0: Yeah. It's this almost tie-dye, like psychedelic collage of like. It looks like a burning lava sunset mixed with oh. leaves. Yeah, okay. you know, kind of looking at like a like a giant oak tree with all the leaves turned different shades of yellow and orange. Yeah, it's
1: very autumnal. Yeah,
0: and then there's a, a brown bear with like golden squiggly lines around his eyes, like yeah. he's all jacked up on honey.
1: He's got this little guy. And what is that? It's a candy cap mushroom, and in his in his in his little in his little claws, he's holding a mushroom that looks as though, uh, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but like drenched in maple. Uh, syrup on oh, the top yeah. This is a drippy maple I love when I, And he's got a basket of We should say that too A basket of mushrooms down here Yeah um, And I think he's jarring His own maple syrup from, love it. <laughs> from these mushrooms It's it's a it's a can design That works really well With the beer inside Sometimes cans just You know They're, they're fine Cans yeah. are fine They don't have to Exactly match the beer But when they do It's like all
0: right, Yeah When the art Kind of mirrors Life The vibe Right Of the beer And yes. it mirrors the life That we're living right now While we drink it Yes it works, man. It's it's a really good, um, like, as a whole. It's a, a conglomeration good, of a good, every good thing about it. It's a good, good package. Yeah. You know, I love that you're spot on. It fits the beer so well.
1: What do you not like about this beer? Not much. That's really? Great. Honestly, really? not
0: much. This is, uh, you know, I love Brown Hills. I was just drinking, you can check our Untapped. I just drank a, nice. it was called Snowed In. Uh, a buddy gave me a six Like ac- Edward? No. No close (laughs) okay Uh, it's a new sierra nevada beer that they did oh it's a spiced it's like a just a winter winter warmer winter ale yeah Yeah. and it was it was just this kind of roasty toasty spiced brown ale super pleasant Yeah, really nice as it warmed up and we were sitting on the couch watching football this weekend just talking about brown ales and like some of our favorites me and Shalina, and like you know just talking about Moostruel and like sierra Mm -hmm. nevada's old brown Mm -hmm. ale that was the first beer i ever bought i know 21 baby i know
1: so Um, so,
0: yes love brown ales, and i think this is this is up there stylistically as far as maple browns there's been a few that's maple seems to be the most common flavor to add to a brown ale maple or coffee for sure um and the fact that all of this flavor comes from mushrooms i
1: do enjoy that quite a bit i mean it's just like it's a it's a fun what I would have said was like, it's like like a cool gimmicky thing. Like if Mm -hmm. I had really paid attention when you read that description, um, I would have been like, no way, like, all right, like it's not going to be good or whatever, but like that's a fun conceit. Yeah. And the fact that I decided that I enjoyed it before realizing that it's not even real maple, like, oh, like it's a good beer and it's got a fun thing going for it. Fun dry thing. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Uh, That's, that gets quite a few points in my book. I will say, I want a little bit more roastiness. I think that would be fun, just to have just a little, not like not like the beer that like not like a black lager. I was gonna say you're notorious for hating roastiness. I notes. like roastiness. I don't like burnt notes. Okay. Um, so this just barring be- like a good barbecued piece of meat that's got that like char from the fire. Mm-hmm. The the is it the my, mylar effect? I myard myard effect. Yeah, the myard reaction. Mm-hmm. That's great, but I don't want burnt ashy taste in my beer. And we've talked about this a lot, but yeah. no, a a good earthy, chocolatey, round, robust roastiness, mm-hmm. sign me up all day. Yeah. I just wish this had a little bit more because after a couple drinks here, after this many drinks, um, it's a little bit lacking and and sort of a double-edged sword because the lightness of the body now is coming back to bite it a little bit. Um, again, it's 5%. So sometimes it's nice to put that in perspective. A White Claw is 5%. Mm-hmm. This is the same ABV as a White Claw. It's stronger than a Coors Light. Um but it has the flavor profile of something that should have a little more heft. And if I'm not going to get that heft from the alcohol, I need it in the other flavors. And it's just not quite there for me. That's fair. Um, and that's a really nitpicky thing. I'm just going to have to justify why it's not a perfect beer. So I wanted to get ahead of that.
0: Yeah, totally. I think the things that I would nitpick is it is really, really earthy. Like mm-hmm. – well, Yeah. and yeah. it. It's hard to not extrapolate the fact that there's mushrooms onto that opinion and like just taste that. Like once you know that you're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, earthy, you know, kind of mushrooms can kind of taste like dirt sometimes if they're not like the best or whatever. If they have
1: dirt on them, yeah. that'll be part of it. Absolutely. Do you think that if you hadn't known there were mushrooms in this, that you would have probably, you would have picked up on it, but do you think you would have latched on to sort of the intrinsic earthiness we associate with mushrooms? I don't
0: know. I don't know if I would have guessed that there was mushrooms in this without right. knowing it. Uh, I do know that it is a more earthy and like, f- f- like foresty, like kind of um,
1: maple. <laughs> there's a like the ma- it's, it, like
0: it's maple, but it's not quite
1: maple. What you know is what that I mean? beer that we did, and it maybe did have mushrooms? Is it this? So there's a beer that we did from Tox Brewing called Mycelium Dream. Which- That's convenient. The label's right in front of you. Well, I was like, why am I thinking about this so often? Yeah. Um, Which was a pale ale brewed with gourmet mushrooms. And I think we had the same thing. And if I'm not mistaken, when I described the drinking experience of that beer, I said something along the lines of, I envisioned myself walking barefoot through sort of a misty forest on a winter morning. Mm -hmm. And, And you could almost feel the leaves crunching under the bare feet. Like- There's a sense of there's a sense of if we I mean we're a beer and movie podcast I think it's absurd we don't combine these more often like it's a long shot of a person walking through a misty forest and 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 finding little mushrooms under under a big oak tree or something and then you pluck the mushroom and then maple comes out I don't know it's very visual it's I love beers that evoke that totally yeah and there's a similarity between this one and the Tox Brewing beer. that, that gives me that same like yeah, foresty kind of earthiness. Mm-hmm. Forest is very specific because yeah. you could say, you could say mountainy earthiness. You could say a beach type earthiness, but it's a for It's like a, it's a yeah, cool man. forest. Everywhere
0: there's land, there's earth.
1: Sure. Um, you want to rate it? I feel good with where I'm at with it. I do too. Tell me, tell me if you like it or not with as much enthusiasm as your score will warrant. Like, do do you like it? Yeah, I really like it. Okay, now your eyes didn't change, but I know enough to know what that means. But yeah. you're on camera. Like, Do you like yeah. it?
0: No, I really like oh, it. Oh, there it is. No, it's uh, okay. surprising. Uh, and in a lot of ways, particularly, I love that that maple flavor from the mushrooms isn't overly sweet. Yeah. Because maple, anything, that's a, it's a fine line. Like you said, like with coconut, it can just go too much too fast. Way too fast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I like that it kind of reels that in. So, no, I like it.
1: Okay. Johnny Summer's Broken Jars from Casa Agría out of 10, my friend. Don't keep me waiting too long.
0: God, it's like a It's
1: like a 83. Oh, 83. That's I was I was getting cocky. 83 for me it's a 9. I'd super dig it. It's just not perfect, um, yeah. but it's really good. Mm-hmm. If I was craving an uh, uh, any type of adjunct brown ale, sign me up. This is yeah. great. I really, really dig it. Once again, you've been listening to Fresh Hop Cinema. I'm saying that because you might be listening on KZFR 90.1 FM. If you've tried Broken Jars, again, we got it here at Spike's Bottle Shop in Chico, and you think we are right or you think we are wrong, please do get in touch. Let us know. You can leave us a voicemail, or if it's easier, you can send a text to 530-433-0839. We love feedback. Again, our number, 530-433-0839. And hey, if you uh, even a little bit like the show, Go ahead and leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Yeah,
0: it really only takes a couple seconds. It's one of the most effective ways to help us get our show in front of new listeners. Uh, You should also just tell people about it. That helps a lot. Incoming. Watch out, Duck. It's a trailer for the Book of Clarence. If you haven't seen it yet, fear not. There are no spoilers in our next segment, so don't go anywhere. I'm Clarence. Where I'm from, you fight to survive. (laughs) I'm not a bad person. Just playing the cards I was dealt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh! Mom,
1: one day I'm gonna get you out of here I have a plan What are we doing here? Jesus lives there baby. I want to be like that in 10 years I want to be like that now I need to figure out what inspires him I can just replicate what he does Imagine the money people will give us
0: Hallelujah, holy shit, I get Put you on that highway to heaven like I'm your Uber Oh, dead one, open your eyes Elijah. What are you trying to prove? And I'm not a nobody. You find faith, and you will find all the access.
1: Parents, you are guilty of the crime of fraud for your own ill gotten gains. If you give me Jesus of Nazareth, I will let you walk free, and I will give you power, wealth, you will be somebody.
0: I die before I give him up the wrong. Then death it is. Uh. My congregation gon' operate like a corporation. I want my flowers and flower vases. I want carnations. I want begonias. I want petunias and flower coolias. Run! Cause I'm a god, so when you see me, say hallelujah.
1: Clans, in spite of your selfish ways, there is a beautiful soul in there somewhere. Hallelujah, and I'm a god, so when you see me, say hallelujah. Jesus of Nazareth. I'm a god, so when you see me, say hallelujah. I'm destined to be here. Yeah! Hallelujah! Come on! Damn! Hallelujah,
0: baby. Yeah. Uh. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Fresh hop Cinema. It's a show about the worlds of craft beer and film. If you're listening on the radio waves of KZFR at ninety point one FM, thank you. If you're sadly. Uh, if you're sadly, yeah, you if are, you're sadly not listening. If, if you're sadly not listening, you're gonna be missing out on some gold that's available exclusively to our podcast listeners. So if you'd like to hear the whole episode all the way to the end, go subscribe to Fresh Hop Cinema on Apple Podcasts or wherever quality podcasts are found. It's currently available for your streaming pleasure. So at the end of this, if you just can't get
1: enough and you're dying to know what all the hot and bothered fuss is about, please go listen. Streetwise but down on his luck, Clarence is struggling to find a better life for his family. While fighting to free himself of debt, captivated by the power and glory of the rising Messiah and his apostles, he risks everything to carve his own path to a divine life and ultimately discovers that the redemptive power of belief may be his only way out. Again, this was written and directed by James Samuel, who did The Harder They Fall. It stars Lakeith Stanfield as Clarence. Um, the year that the film takes place is thirty-three A.D. Uh, those of you perhaps not raised on religion or history might not know that is the year of the crucifixion of Jesus of Nazareth, um, whom a, a bunch of people on Earth believe to be the Son of God in the in the Christian faith. This movie takes place alongside that. Like Keith Stanfield is Clarence. He gets into some gambling debt with a guy, and he realizes he can maybe get out of that debt by swindling his way into making other people think he is also uh, a messiah of sorts. Kind of what I just said. It's a it's a potentially provocative movie, um, though maybe not as much so after we've seen it. You can tell me what you think, obviously. But um, can I start, Johnny, by asking you what you thought of The Harder They Fall?
0: I remember really liking it.
1: Do you remember if we covered it on the show properly? I
0: remember we talked about it at length at it- probably was recorded yeah
1: i think so too and it was it was sort of a yeah it was like an, an unconventional western i think idris elba was also in that so Lakeith staying uh, yeah was he in this i think so i'm not sure that he was maybe you can double check but mm-hmm. but i know a few of the cast of this film were also in the heart of they fall um the other people in this film are omar sai rj seiler david Oyelowo. let me try it again Oyelowo, i think is right um alfrey woodard tania taylor there's a bunch of people james mcavoy shows up tiana and- taylor what did i say Tanaya? Tayana Taylor is what I meant. With some respect on her name. You gave me a thumbs up? Yeah, Lakeith Stanfield was Cherokee Bill. Oh, that's right. Okay, great. Um, yeah, but the, the tie-ins from these two movies are that they're both sort of subversions of genre expectations. Like the Book of Clarence kind of seems to want to be sort of like an old school Hollywood epic, like a proper epic, like like Ben-Hur or something. Um, but of course, takes some, I was gonna say historical liberties, But I'm not even sure that's true. Like the biggest thing is that we see some religious figures here portrayed not by um, white people, which geographically and historically is probably more accurate, um, which is probably some of the stuff that might ruffle some feathers. But um, we'll get into that in the course of our discussion. Off the cuff, Johnny, what did you think of the Book of Clarence?
0: Didn't like it at all.
1: No, at all? Nothing? Really didn't enjoy it. All right. Well, obviously, you got to elaborate. Yeah. um, Give me your brief thoughts and a rating, please. Okay. I I thought it was... A movie that was
0: trying too hard the whole time I was watching. I just thought, like, mm-hmm. man, it, it tried a few different lanes. It dipped its toes in some waters. Okay, uh, and it baptized itself. Yeah, in those waters. It just it was just so undecided. Like this movie felt like it was having an identity crisis to me. It didn't in know. What way? It didn't know if it wanted to be like this satire or this new different story or a parallel. It definitely wasn't a retelling. It was mm-hmm. a original. Or,
1: was an original story. Yeah,
0: but it also paralleled a story that was, you know, from more or less set in stone, which was the story of, sure. you know, Jesus in that time period. But it just it was so all over the place tonally, and like a lot of the humor didn't land for me,
1: not okay. at all. Okay. And it,
0: you could tell there they took big swings to try and be funny. Sure, and it made me think that okay, this is trying to be a comedy. It took big swings at moral ideas and philosophical ponderings. None of that landed. It took big swings at um, character development, which I think was a little ham-fisted and didn't, didn't buy it. It didn't work for me. It did not land. I just, the whole movie, I'm asking myself, what's the point of this movie? You know, doing all the critic questions. What's the point? What are they trying to say? And I, you know, I was going through watching it, and I'm even today, the day after watching it, I'm thinking, you know, is it maybe the idea that there's more than one path to enlightenment? Am I reading too much in this movie? Uh-huh. You know, is this movie smarter than me, and I just haven't figured it out yet?
1: It's always a good question to ask. And yeah, I, it's always feels so nice to be like, mm.
0: I don't think it is. But you never know. Yeah. But yeah. But you know, you know, give it 24 to 48 hours of reflection. I think is a really good time period mm-hmm. to be like. No, I don't think so. You know, and then if all else fails, you you read into maybe the opinions of some other people that you respect. Totally. If you're into that. You're like, they agree with me. Or, you know, there's something that I didn't realize. There was a a metaphor that flew right over my head that makes the movie mm-hmm. make so much more sense. Um, for me, I didn't like it. I thought I didn't like the way it ended. I thought there were good scenes, there was good cinematography, I liked the music a lot. There were good things about it, but as a film, didn't like it. Out
1: of ten. 2.2. Pretty low. Um, yeah, I mean, I went in with kind of high hopes. I I was hoping, but it did. It, it sort of let me down because, like you're saying, doesn't quite commit to a, a tone or a vibe or a lane or whatever word you want to use. Um, though I will say it wasn't quite as shifty throughout for me. Like, it started off as a fun romp kind of comedy. And then by the end, I think it's okay to say, like, it, it does become quite a bit more serious. There's an extensive scene of... I, I mean I was uncomfortable you're seeing you're seeing uh, people or a person in pain mm-hmm. and it's not funny at all no. <laughs> like, uh, and the movie does try to be funny whether or not it succeeds is, is a whole other issue but it does try to be funny um, and then by the end it's no longer trying to be funny I think it's taking some swings at yeah, like these sort of higher philosophical ideas and I'm not sure it knows quite what it's trying to say and I've seen this now uh, I started my screening five hours ago so I haven't mm. sat on it quite as long enough so I'll throw that disclaimer out I think Lakeith Stanfield, who plays two people, by the way, he plays he plays Clarence, and he also plays t- the Apostle Thomas, who is who's twin brother. Biblically accurate, yeah, and is a twin brother here. And he, he does some really solid emotional work here. Like there's a few scenes where he really has to – I think he's swinging harder than he has to for the content of the movie. Yeah. But he does a good job, so I think that's worth praising. I think the set design is pretty great. The editing was pretty distracting. And it's just as ambitious as it was in the harder they fall. Those but to my thing. recollection, the um, the use of the extreme editing, the uh, like crash zooms and hard cuts and like editing to the music, was more effective in the harder they fall. And here it was very distracting. There's a scene where there's a baptism, and the camera sort of arbitrarily starts doing a 360 degree around the two characters. And there's just I'm thinking like, what? It, why? What are they doing this for? Like, what what purpose is this serving? And I haven't found it yet. Yeah. Um, so I was let down as well. I didn't dislike it as much as you. Um, it'd be a fun background movie. Like there's a pretty cool gladiator fight scene, which was nice. Like that was nice. I wish there was more of that stuff. Um, but then again, they like, is this an action movie?
0: Why is this And like all of a sudden Clarence is super good at fighting?
1: Well, we had no reason to believe he wasn't, I, you know, but it was still, it was a cool scene. Like there's some moments in this film I enjoyed. Exactly. Um, but again, like it didn't really land. Um, so it's like a four out of 10 for me. Uh, you know. If you want to watch um, a historically subversive film that features mostly black people, watch The Harder They Fall. It's the better film for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's 4 out of 10 for me. Uh, I'm going to jot that down. But what else would you like to discuss before we get into spoilers? Oof, it's tough without
0: spoilers. Um, did the music and the dancing scenes work for you? I
1: actually loved the choreographed dancing. <laughs> I You did not. And I thought you were sitting – when it started, I was like, oh, this is where he checked out. I was thinking about you. But there's this great scene and again we're we're in the year 33. Mm-hmm. And they're going to the club. And it's like a disco, right? Yeah. It's like it's like this very sort of homage scene to to men and women on on delineated sides of the dance floor like dancing against each other and like building sexual tension. Almost Grease vibes. Yeah, totally like in the, in the style like 50s 60s kind of, yeah. you know. It's I thought it was super fun. And that
0: was one of those moments for me where I was like, okay, if this was just like more like what it was, mm-hmm. it would have maybe worked a little bit better.
1: So we talked in in our in our bonus quote unquote episode about the best films of um I think that's when when it came up or, or our best beers of 23. We talked about movies briefly. I can't remember why. Um
0: but we, we can't help ourselves we mentioned
1: rrr R, which is a film from a couple of years ago. Yep. Not even. Oh, because of Rar Brewing. Yeah, right. That's what it was. And RRR is a Telugu language film. It's an Indian film. That is an action movie. It's a romance. I don't know. Why I'm looking at you, I'm telling these people. You know what it is. It's a romance. It's an action movie. It's a comedy. It's a musical. It's all these things. And if it were a worse movie, people would be talking about it the way we are talking about the Heart of, or uh, the Book of Clarence. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, it works in that movie. Like they can thread that needle and switch lanes as often as they want and it nails it.
0: And can I offer maybe a, an opinion as to why it works? At this point, I insist you do. They committed to the over the top vibe. vibe. Front to back. Yeah. The songs were over the top. The yeah. dancing was over yeah. the top. The action, the romance, the friendship,
1: everything it's about so that good. movie
0: <laughs> was like cranked up to 11 and it committed to that. Yes. And it had a coherent tone of yeah. being audacious. And I think that level. It just made it work. It tied the room together, man.
1: I was going to say there's also, um, there's emotional stuff in that movie too. Like uh, maybe not so far as to making me cry, um, but considering the fact it's a fully original story and and granted this one is too, the book of Clarence is kind of, but it's also sort of nebulous around the story of Jesus, Mm -hmm. which is fairly fraught in terms of you know, the, the lore that Western society has around Jesus. Like there's certain imagery that just evokes a sense of, um, memory or pain or whatever your relationship is with Christianity. Like when you see somebody carrying a cross or being crucified, despite the fact that it wasn't just Jesus, that was like hundreds of thousands of people were crucified by Romans. It does evoke like this very specific sort of instinctual almost memory. Um, and RRR has none of that. So the fact that the emotional beats in that work as well as they do and the stuff in this movie doesn't, mm-hmm. I think speaks a lot to that point. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to watch it again. Um, you
0: just said it would be a good background movie.
1: I'm not going to, sorry, I'm not going to put it on again. I'm not going to go and sit down and seek it out and watch it. Okay. If it happened to be on, yeah, I might watch some of those cool scenes, but if I catch it in the third act, I'll probably change the channel. Yeah. Um, so I suppose that also means I'm not going to recommend it to anybody. Uh, and I suppose you're in the same boat, though maybe you wouldn't even bother to watch any of it.
0: No, I wouldn't.
1: Um, Well, once again, you've been listening to Fresh Hop Cinema, possibly on KZFR 90.1 FM. If you have thoughts on anything we've discussed in the show today so far, please get in touch. You can text or call us. Again, our number is 530-433-0839. Or if you'd like and you're you're nice like this, you can send a good old-fashioned email to fhccast at gmail.com. When we come back, we'll be discussing the Book of Clarence with spoilers. So if you haven't seen it yet, consider this your second to last warning. And we'll be right back with the Danger Zone. Danger,
0: danger zone, zone. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Danger zone. Danger, zone. Danger, zone.
1: <sighs> danger zone. Okay, welcome to the Danger Zone. If you've never joined us for one of these before, it's where we spoil uh, this week the Book of Clarence. So that's your final warning. Uh, skip for it if you don't want to have it spoiled. But it's basically the story of Jesus. Mm-hmm. But told um, as if Clarence is kind of Jesus. Yeah. What do you think this movie's trying to say? What's it about?
0: Yeah, that's the thing I've been trying to figure out. And there's really still nothing clearly standing out in my mind. Okay. Because, you know, maybe the whole premise of him having to, like, hustle and then finding faith at the end and realizing that was the thing. I think there was a lot of validity in that he was, like, that's not God. That's not the Messiah. You just have to be chill with each other. Like, sure, he was doing a lot of, you know, the Chris Christian, what it
1: should be, right? Yeah,
0: right. Without the the belief in in the deity or or the Messiah or whatever. Yeah. So I, there. That's why you know maybe there's more than one path to enlightenment. Maybe there's more than one way to be a good person. That's kind of a thing that stands mm-hmm. out to me, especially in Lakeith Stanfield's character development, because he went from being kind of a scoundrel. Yeah, you know, this movie started with gambling debt and that's where snowballed all this, that maybe that's the point. That's like the closest thing I can get to finding a point.
1: Like there's also, there's one, um, well, there's a few white people in this, but it's mostly Romans. There's one non-Roman white person who ends up being Benedict Cumberbatch. Did you recognize him at the beginning? I absolutely did. He's got a face, like, even though he's like super dirty, he's like a, he's a, he's a, he's a homeless person. He almost looked like he was in blackface. It was he was very, very grimy. Yeah. And he had like an overgrown beard and long hair or whatever. Um, but it was it was Benedict Cumberbatch. The movie mm-hmm. starts with him um on the cross. As the movie starts, it's him and then Clarence is on the cross as well. Um, anyways, he ends up getting cleaned up at the end, and then like he looks like Jesus, right? He mm-hmm. looks like the He looks like White Jesus. Like White Jesus. And there's a really great line that he has at the end when he's on the cross and he's like Clarence is, you know, preaching like forgiveness or whatever, and he does the Jesus line of forgive them, they know not what they do, mm-hmm. and then White Jesus Gumberbatch is like, God, smite them down with fire and brimstone or lava if you can find it, especially that guy that's painting me, <laughs> and it cuts that, and it's like this, it's like the Jesus, you know, it's the painting of yeah. White Jesus. I thought that was great. Yeah. Um, but then then it turns out that the actual Jesus of Nazareth is is another fellow who's who's not even crucified in the course of the film but um i feel like there's something to say or something the movie's trying to say about sort of like the maybe maybe the power dynamics of um is not the right word uh you know um like the power dynamics put put in place not by these people, but like the power given to like symbolism or mm-hmm. symbols, like,
0: yeah.
1: like, cause at some point Clarence is like, I'm not, look, I'm not like, I'm renounced. I'm not, I was joking. Mm-hmm. I'm a fraud and he's still crucified. And then it sort of gets in like, that would have been a fine thing, but he, then he does walk on water yeah,
0: what was and that he about? is resurrected. Like it I did don't a miracle. Know. Yeah. I, like, I don't what? know.
1: Um, so that, yeah, that left me a little bit confused too. Like, uh, it seemed like the movie had its feet solidly in the camp of like what you're saying. Like, the importance here is to treat people nicely. Doesn't matter whatever is going on up there, or like we're here, so let's be decent. Mm-hmm. And then it takes a pretty big shift and it's like, no, 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 miracles are real. Like that guy, Jesus, is the real deal. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I think, I think sort of muddied the waters quite yeah, a bit. It, so I don't know what to make of that.
0: I don't either. It- Diluted the point. Like, I was thinking halfway through this movie, maybe towards the third act too, like, what if Clarence was just mistaken for Jesus and he's the one that got crucified? Yeah. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what if they got the story all wrong in the Bible? Like, oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. You know, yeah. like, maybe they just had the wrong guy the whole time. And then maybe Cumberbatch was, you know, maybe sure. they killed the wrong guy by mistake. Sure. And they there was several opportunities for this movie to take that road and they didn't. Mm. And then, yeah, having Clarence be resurrected by the actual Jesus, Jesus character in this movie, that was a, an odd choice for me. I didn't
1: love well, it. Because that's like the only time they interact, right? Yeah. So it's like I, – I i don't know because like Clarence does or at least – either does them or pretends to do a lot of the biblical miracles of Jesus. Um. So up until the point that he is resurrected by Jesus, we could have maybe speculated like, oh, like he is – the guy. Like he is Jesus. He just yeah. didn't know it or whatever. But then they meet face to face. It's like, why is Clarence pulling off these miracles? Yeah. Like, I don't I, I don't know.
0: Well, they made it pretty clear in the movie that he was faking them.
1: Until he walked on water.
0: Yeah. That, that was a real that one. That came so out of left field.
1: That's man. what I'm saying. Like yeah. uh,
0: at that point you could have been like, Oh, he is the Messiah. That's when that it hit me. I'm like, Well, he's for sure gonna get like crucified and branded as the Messiah. Totally, then... which which
1: makes sense. Yeah. But then no, like there's also Jesus, Jesus.
0: In the back of my head, I was almost hoping they were going for like the end of Inglorious Bastards. We're just going to rewrite history. I thought so like, too. Go Tarantino and be like, big swing. Just kidding. Totally. Yeah.
1: Um, and that works in that movie. It works in a lot of Tarantino stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you mentioning a different director made me think of, um, made me think of Zach Galifianakis. Nope. The director one that does all the teenage stuff. 300. Army of the Dead. Snyder. Batman vs. Super. Zach Snyder. Who also very, I think often inefficiently uses audacious, flourishy editing mm-hmm. to achieve something yeah. in his brain. Um, but I thought it'd be funny. I was watching this, I was like, I wonder if like James Samuel and Zack Snyder got together to make a movie. Like they probably wouldn't even make the movie. They'd like beat each other to death the whole, over creative control. Instead of
0: making a movie, they would just go on a promo tour for the Right, the, for like the director's cut yeah. of
1: Yeah, the book of Snyder, yeah. I guess. No, it would just be like a 360 shot around two characters in ultra slow motion for 90 minutes yeah. and that's the whole movie. Mm-hmm. No, this would have been The Passion of the Clarence. Yeah. Did you see The Passion of the Christ? Yeah. Was, I've never seen that I had movie. I sit through that. Um, that's Fulham this... Defoe, is it not? No, no, no. Sorry. I mean, um, I. we should talk about The Mark Last Gibson. Temptation of I Christ. I meant The Last Temptation of Christ. Yeah. I have not seen that. That well, was good. Who directed that? I don't remember. Oh, we should know that. Though. Yeah. But I've never seen it. Yeah. Um, the uh, the Passion of the Christ was a Mel Gibson film that I was forced to watch at my Catholic high school.
0: Yep, I Wait, was
1: too, but not at Catholic school. Why were you made to watch it? Christian parents. How old were you? Uh, how old were you? Uh, I was in 10th grade, so I was a sophomore, so I was probably 15, 16. Yeah, I
0: think I was. That's, probably, that's, probably, that's when it came out.
1: Yeah, I watched it shortly after. It came Pretty out. brutal film. Like we had, to sign, we had to sign permission, like we had to take home permission slips and the school was like, can we show this to your children? And everybody's parents were like, yeah. It'd be great for them to see mm-hmm. this. it be so great. <laughs> um, yeah. But like, that's the sort of imagery I was talking like, that's a brutal scene from the point where he's getting flogged in the square or whatever mm-hmm. to when he's crucified. Just like, I think, I think gratuitous. I'm not one to like limit violence in film, but I just think it's dicey when you're dealing with religious iconography and you're, sh- you're shooting it for the point of sort of driving home this idea of how it feels, it feels, um, it feels, it feels manipulative. It feels, uh, like what's, what's the word it, for when a government tries to make you feel a certain way, you know, this is a government pamphlet and it's, you know, uh, propaganda, propaganda. It feels yeah. propagandist a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, cause it's just such a loaded topic. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah.
0: it's going to elicit strong emotion.
1: Totally. It's a bit like low hanging fruit in that yeah. sense.
0: Yeah. It's going to induce fear. Unless, yeah. You know, create
1: control. Yeah. like
0: religion what yeah Crazy.
1: Uh, yeah there, there's that uh, yeah.
0: yeah um this movie, <laughs> we won't get into that sure it's not that podcast wait
1: though on that note there is the distinction made here between like there, there's more emphasis put on faith and belief like like one of his when he's doing his preaching thing is like knowledge is is stronger than belief is mm-hmm. what he says um there's never a really strong point put on religion mm-hmm. it's really about like spirituality and faith which i did appreciate it wasn't about like the catholic church right so there's been a lot of those stories told yeah so i thought that was a nice take on this yeah
0: did you catch moments of brave heartisms? um there was a in few. like the
1: martyrdom in or do you mean specific shots or what uh well a couple like
0: at one point the guy yelled freedom oh sure the, but, and then do, in the torture yeah. scene a little bit um like when the close-up on his face when he was getting the nails Oh that reminded sure. me of the, yeah. the like the climax of of uh yeah when he's being tortured.
1: Yeah. Um two things. Yeah, the freedom thing when um when Barabbas is, is freed, who is a biblical name, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, I can't remember who he is in the Bible. Uh wasn't he's definitely he, not a gladiator.
0: Wasn't he one of the
1: two flanking Jesus on the cross? Was he? That sounds right, like one of the thieves. Yeah. Um I'll find out. Um,
0: I'm like 95% sure. Yeah,
1: you're right. Uh, Barabbas was according to, this is Wikipedia, so it's solid. Uh, according to the New Testament, a prisoner who was chosen over Jesus by the crowd in Jerusalem to be pardoned. Oh. Ah, by okay. Pontius Pilate. Um, which is another fun take on the character because he is pardoned from being a gladiator. Mm-hmm. Um, the gladiators, by the way, did you ever watch Spartacus? Did we talk about this? Oh, yeah. I kind of bought the world in which they lived. Like, I understood why they weren't. Rebelling because mm-hmm. they had like security and like guards, but like this Lutus, which is where gladiators live, was like guarded by this one other drill sergeant. Just a dude. And then like he goes, You're all free. And they all just go like ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the stupidest, cheesy, like yeah, no weight in that at all. And then yeah, like, when 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 Brabus is free, he's like riding the back of a wagon and yells, Freedom. Also, like his whole deal was if you beat Clarence in a fight, no, if Clarence beats you in a fight. You will be free. Yeah, why wouldn't you just lose? And I guess they have to throw in. Like if you let, if you go easy on them, I'll, whatever, I'll know. Said, I'll like, I'll throw, I'll whatever. Run my sword through your spine or something. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Didn't love it. No. Not a lot. A lot of cringy moments. Totally. Um, you feel good on, on this movie yeah. pretty much. I think I'm, I'm about there as well. Um, yeah, again, like Lakeith Stanfield, good job. I think he's great. Mm-hmm. And it was fun for a while. And then it became muddied and, and- And so dark at the end. So dark at the end.
0: So dark and violent.
1: Um, How did the movie end properly? Jesus, or or Clarence is resurrected, mm-hmm. then that's it? I think that was it. Is that how it ended? Yeah. That might be right. Because I, I said, that that was it?
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to end with him
1: being crucified, and then it was cut into black. I was yeah. like, oh, that's it. That's pretty dark. Yeah. Uh, but no, he finds – well, technically, Jesus finds him. Yeah. And then he finds Jesus. and Literally. So that's nice. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's get another beer, yeah? Yeah. All right. Uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with beer number two. It's called Space Craze. Get hyped. Okay. We're back. We got beer number two on the table. It's called Space Craze. It's a hazy IPA. It's 6.5%. And since you're pouring, I will say – Launching from Oxnard, California, is Space Craze, an out-of-this-world hazy IPA blasted with select U.S. and Southern Hemisphere hops for a juicy expedition to the outer depths of flavor. Whoa. Notes of nectarine, passion fruit, and pineapple guide you into the unknown. My God. Can I say you've poured um, an ambitious amount of beer for a hazy IPA, my dude? Are you coming around to the style or what? No. Oh, okay. You couldn't even have given me a yes and in that situation. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, just, forget it, it. Shut up. <laughs>
0: no. It seems like the appropriate amount to pour. I don't
1: know. why. I, well, that makes sense if you're looking at that glass, but I saw you didn't use your, oh, because of the brown ale? Yeah. Well. I don't want this hazy IPA to taste like candy cap, mushrooms, maple. That's, that's reasonable. And brown and roast. I'm going to ignore this first taste that I have because I'm using it to rinse the glass. Pour so, in this glass. Um, all right. That's a good idea, actually. I don't know why I sound so surprised. You have them sometimes. Thank you. You've taken your first sip. What do you think of Space Craze? Hmm. Okay,
0: getting a lot of pineapple right off the bat. They're not wrong. I'm loving how not sweet it is. So that's 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 points right off the bat for me. Okay, it's, th- it's very thick and it does have, um, I would say like a like the hop flavor. We go back and forth with this all the time. Yep. Yeah, it's got that lupuliny, um, just doused with hops flavor that I like.
1: New school, old school. Of a New England? Of uh, the hop flavor you're talking about. Is it like a dry hopping sweetness or is it like a, like a traditional hopping sort of bitter thing that's cutting? Sweetness. The, sweetness, okay. Yeah. So like the new school stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to try it.
0: Yeah, very much so a, a new school next-gen hazy IPA. I
1: would guess that you're going to really like this. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. You know, it's a little dusty at the end. Dusty. Yeah, okay. I, let me try again. That's not the most descript- – I mean it's very descriptive, but I think it's misleading.
0: It's got like an earthy
1: – afterbirth it's not earthy it's not an afterbirth it's not an oaky afterbirth it's um it's a mustiness maybe not dusty it's musty it's it's got a it's got a heavy fruited kind of uh yeah like musty pithiness that can happen with some of the tropical feeling yeah hops and it's okay like it's it's not a unique uh, experience in that sense it's it's I've had it a hundred times in beers like this, and it's it's just one thing that I personally don't always love. Mm-hmm. This is another can of beer that was canned in early October. Um, I'm gonna tell you, it's October. Um, I'm gonna say 11th. Yeah. I'm like, You can. You want to tell me that? I Felix? think that's what I that's about d- right. Yeah, uh, It's a little scratched off there, but yeah, it's a it's a, another fresh beer. It's it's good. First drink, I'm thinking it's great. Yeah, good to great, not amazing. Okay, but like good. Yeah. The eyebrows go up. It's good. It's good. I'm gonna try it again though. It's not um, fine. What are you coming off of um, in terms of maybe things you you don't like about it?
0: Ah, uh, you know, just that the mouth feel. It just feels too big. It's huge. yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's too big.
1: It's very broad. It's a. It, I mean, it's the word pillowy comes up a lot with this style, and it is pillowy. But it's like a it's like a king size duvet. Uh, that's not what I mean. Um, like a down pillow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Very duvets v- can be down. Can they be pillows? If you make. Into a pillow and put oh, your head on it. No, I, I meant I meant down pillow. That's oh, okay. like a huge king size down pillow. Yeah, um, like a body pillow. Yeah, it's like a body pillow, and I think this might be better served as something a little like a squish mellow. What?
0: Do you know what those
1: are? No, I certainly don't. Oh
0: my don't. god, I'm gonna buy you one. They're the best. Is it food? No, it's it's a stuffed animal. I don't need that. But they're like <laughs> they're like pillow shaped. <laughs> okay, I didn't think I needed one either. It's and then a... you sit down on the couch with one, and you're
1: like, "Yep." Why am I? Does the like do you take the cushions off the couch and sit on the thing? No,
0: you can like rest your head on it. It's good to snuggle. They're just really cute to have around. They're a delightful texture.
1: Maybe I'd have to be there. Yeah, man. All right. I'm
0: going to get you a squishmallow. A squishmallow? Mellow? Yeah. And they make like every single kind of animal you could ever want. They make like all kinds of cool different little themes. Okay. You want, you want little do you have one? I have mm, we have more than one. How many do you have
1: in your oh. two-person household?
0: <laughs> 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 um two or three.
1: Okay, well, two seems all right. Yeah, Three is too many.
0: Oh, four! I got an Ewok. And four is clearly too many. Yeah.
1: How big are they? Show they me come with your in hands. all. They come
0: in all different sizes. I mean, yours. The Ewok I have is that big. Oh. Uh, the chameleon that I have is like that big. Oh, Obviously, lizard shaped. Sure.
1: So. Does it have legs? Yeah. Uh, so sure. they're stuffed animals. They're just stuffed animals. Yeah,
0: but they're like pillowy stuffed animals. They're they have a nice. They're different texture than like a teddy bear. Oh. And they have a really nice, almost like a velour, like velvety exterior. Squishmallows that are That does fantastic. sound nice, yeah. yeah. They're very pleasing. Fine, get
1: me touch. one. That's fine. I, yeah. I, I won't turn down a free I'm gift. get you a sweet dragon Squishmallow. Sure. Whatever animal you think best um, exemplifies correct. this, this or, energy. Uh, none of that has to do with this beer. This beer is pillowy in a, in a not great it's way. It's texture like a Squishmallow. It's not textured like that. It's it's hefty. It's, I wouldn't it's, want it's, to
0: drink a Squishmallow.
1: I wouldn't either, but I mean more. It's, it's sort of... Um, you know, it's it's um, sort of difficult to navigate in a way like moving a giant pillow might be. Like it's just it's hefty. It's it's ob- not obnoxious. It's uh, there's a really a very specific word. I've been missing words today. It's like my third one. I can't think of. That's
0: crazy because you had coffee too.
1: Usually I know. You're firing on all syllables. Um, yeah. No, can't think of it. It's on. Un- it's ungodly is not what I mean. But it's like <laughs> it's uh, unpalatable. I better just let it. Unwieldy. Go. Yeah. Unwieldy. That is the word I'm looking for. It's unwieldy. Really? Like it is the word I'm looking for. Okay. Um, sweet. You know, like moving a big body pill is like, ugh, like that's kind of, this beer feels heavy, even though it's only six and a half percent. It's, it's just a lot.
0: It's like moving a fold out couch up a flight of stairs. Oh yeah. you know. Ugh. Yeah. We but, all know. That
1: said, I do like it. I don't. Not
0: at all. Well, not at all is a drastic turn of phrase. No, I, it's acceptable. Sure, as a as a hazy IPA, but I I do not enjoy the flavor personally. Personally, yeah. sounds middle of the road. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 mids for me. Uh, we've had some great ones. You even asked me the other day if I'm I'm coming around to the style. You asked me again today because based on my pour, well yeah, uh, and that is a pour that is not I'm not coming around to the style and that I'm a fan. I am coming around to pouring a serving size with some hope. That quantity had hope in it.
1: I think – I don't even think you should go that far. I think you're pouring it with open-mindedness. Sure. I don't think you're at hope yet. Like I think you're actually past hope. Like I think hope is what you're at before you think – before you know.
0: There's a lot of room for disappointment Because knowing
1: hope. is stronger than belief. Yeah. It's like you know that there's good ones. I pour with optimism. Totally.
0: Yeah. Whereas maybe two years ago I would pour with utter disdain. You'd pour there with was,
1: apprehension. There's
0: been a lot of hazy IPAs where I'm like one finger's worth just yeah, – I'm yeah. going to get the flavor. Now it's like – it's kind of a coin toss. It could be, be yeah. really enjoyable for me. Yeah.
1: Your list of your list of uh even moderately decent hazy IPAs is like a is like a ladder in a hen house. So on the radio I'll say uh, short and covered in uh poop. Mm-hmm. Just, you know. Yeah. You got to really find those gems. You got to reach to get to that next rock. Yeah. I I like it then. Are you ready to give it a rating for you? I'm I'm almost there. If I have another chance to drink, I can probably get there.
0: Yeah. It's not as sweet as it could have been, which is like probably the biggest redeeming factor for me. It does have those musty, earthy, just kind of squishy tasting hop notes. And that takes me out of it because it kills like the last third of the drinking experience and leaves a really rough aftertaste where it's like – even like a good ipa that's got some funky aftertaste you're like i want to drink more of that because like it was crisp this leaves me wanting less so to drink a whole can of this out of the question i think if you like the style give it a try it's not for me it's like a like a five two
1: slightly above just slightly above average yeah is there a reason it's not just a five like is there a reason it's not right up the middle of the road for you well, I don't give out even scores. You do when they – like you give out tens when there are yeah. tens. You don't go 9.9. Right. Like, like why is it not right in the middle? Because
0: I think there's enough about it. The flavor profile is just more on the side of above average, just barely, in that it's okay. not too sweet. But then it's not higher than a 5.2 because it does have those those musty notes I was talking about, just mm-hmm. the, the overall flavor. It doesn't taste good, man.
1: Yeah, I, well, I don't think it doesn't taste good, but I, I do hear where you're coming from. It's not an exemplary beer in the style. I like the can quite a bit. It's a very cool can. It's like a two-tone. There's like, um, I'll turn towards you. There's there's um, red on your left and sort of blue on your right, which makes yeah. for a really kind of- Some nice lighting effect. A trippy, spacey kind of yeah. viewing experience. But yeah, it, like it's not an outstanding beer. It's, 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 it's slightly better than fine. I agree. and Which for me makes a six, not a five point anything. It's fine
0: with The Rock's eyebrow lifted. It's
1: fine. Oh, you're doing like 90s rock? No, The Rock. That's what I mean. Dwayne Johnson. I know. Oh, 90s rock, yes. Like 90s? Like high think jeans, he's that black old? sweater. Is he not? That wasn't the 90s. Was it 2000s? Yeah. I guess that I was a kid, I guess, right. in the early 2000s. Yeah. I think of it as the 90s, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah. like yeah. So it's a six. High rise jeans tucked in turtleneck. Oh,
0: yeah. That was one picture.
1: I don't care. It's that picture taken over the internet. I think he's doing this in the, he was yeah. Um, okay. Six for me, 5.2 for you. Um, it's mids. It's yeah. It's it's, mids. Four is also mids. Like mids is so broad. Yeah. It's upper mids. It's upper mids, but it's still mids. If you're going to buy
0: one beer from this brewery that we've reviewed, try the other one, try the other one. There's also a lot more Uh, spikes. They had probably eight different beers from Casa agria.
1: Remind me where they're from. Casa,
0: yeah, okay, right.
1: They're from um, Casa, bro. I was going to say, they're from Spikes. I was like, no, I know that.
0: <laughs> they're from the Casa, dude. <laughs> um, they're at the house right yeah, now. Yeah, dude, I
1: don't know. I'm going to keep sipping mine. It's it's good, but it, it's, yeah. I'm probably not going to even finish what's in my glass. You drank most of what's in your glass, to be fair. like You had a solid eight ounces, and you're down to like one. Yeah. So, fair enough. It's a good eight-ounce beer. Um. All right, well, once again, you've been listening to Fresh Hop Cinema, possibly on KZFR so 90.1 FM well, sort of a lackluster way to end the conversation about a beer, you know? It's not mm. the same as going <laughs> out with a bang or right. even well. sort of strongly worded disdain. Right. But regardless, if you have feedback on anything we've discussed today, you can call or text us at 530-433-0839. Again, our number here. 530-433-0839. Or again, if you're more sort of new school slash uh, maybe lazy, you can send us a good old fashioned email to fhccast at gmail.com. I don't know that we know what we're covering next week. I'm on vacation. So nothing, we're yep. taking a week off. You're right, I forgot about mm-hmm. that because it's not right in I have of.
0: not. <laughs> um,
1: <but laughs> we'll be um, right back after, after a week. So enjoy this episode one more time. If you need to go back and catch up on our best beers of 2023, do that. The point is we have plenty of content for you to go back and check out. Johnny, say something.
0: Yeah, as a reminder to our radio listeners, if you wanna hear the rest of today's conversation, which includes the always unpredictable Hot and Bothered segment where we review things and talk about our personal lives and it's a wild, wild time. You don't know what you're gonna get. Or... Or if you just wanna go digging through seven plus years worth of episodes dating back to 2016, maybe hear us cover a movie that you really liked that won an Academy Award, something like that. Go go pick and choose. We're not we're not judgy. Nope. If you're listening, we're a likin'. So head over to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Fresh Hop Cinema.
1: Yeah, we'll be back on the radio waves of KZFR next Saturday at 4 p.m. with this exact same episode, um, which <laughs> is to say that's only true if you're listening on the 20th. If you're listening on the 27th, Surprise, surprise, I'm not changing the script, but that's actually not true. We'll have a new episode. Um, But until then, either way, consume some films, some beers that, I don't know, broaden your horizons. If you enjoyed our show, you can leave a tip for KZFR at kzfr.org. Please do enjoy the rest of your weekend. And to those of you currently listening in podcast form, like Johnny said, we'll be right back with Hot and Bothered. All right, welcome to Hot and Bothered, everybody. Uh, it's the part of the show where Johnny and I veer off the course of uh, usually what's even on our paper until this point in the show. And we talk about what we've been doing off the air. You've got a bunch of stuff, my dude. The three things. Um, oh, yeah. The first one's your name. Yeah. <laughs> Can I show you if you hit – if you go down to the first one, you hit tab, and it makes it that. You know uh, what I mean? Hmm. Uh, it's just a fun way to uh, help my life be easier when we do the edit. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Well, why don't you start then, my friend? What is The Machine 2023? Can we start there?
0: Yeah. The Machine is a
1: movie that came out in 2023,
0: May of 2023 to be specific. Okay. Uh, Essentially, it is a fictionalized dramatization about the follow-up to a famous stand-up comedy story. Uh, Okay. I don't know the story. By one Burt Kreischer. Dang it. Oh, sure. Where he gets
1: involved with the Russian mob. I actually do know this story. In college. Okay. It's a movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you watched yeah. this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any chance it was like above average, like good?
0: I thought it was for a comedy and the comedy of the style of comedy that it is. What's the
1: style of comedy that it is?
0: Think like Tommy Boy. No. Like Tommy Boy's great. No, no. Tommy Boy's elite, but that style of like irreverent, brash, like but it wasn't like over the top sexualized like The American Pie's, or it wasn't you know okay. gross in yeah. any way. Like it wasn't jackassy. It was. Can
1: you think of a different movie than Tommy Boy? Because I'm going to hold this thing to a hugely high standard. I've never seen Old School. Will Ferrell, um,
0: Dodgeball. I
1: love Dodgeball, Those, but it's not that, very like good.
0: That era. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was not a good movie. Okay, that's what I mean. But it's good comedy. Like a good comedy uh, uh, movie isn't necessarily a good movie. Disagree. Well, there there's an intersect in the Venn diagram,
1: but. It's one's tolerance for stupidity. Yes. Uh, and yours and, is higher than mine. Well, I think.
0: I've, I've have a mixed bag of relationships with. Stupidity? Uh, Burt Kreischer. Oh. And stupidity in general, yeah. I think uh, the longer we've done this show, my tolerance for bad comedy and like bad humor, it's your fault, fuck off. Has what? Uh, has increased. What? Or wait, what?
1: You distracted me with your, your tolerance eyebrows. for bad humor
0: has decreased. My oh, man, yeah, great. I mean, I'm watching Mike Birbiglia. Mike
1: Birbiglia is the shit. You know, That's it's why. great. Yeah, yeah.
0: But I think you know when you watch things with a more critical eye, uh, and you consume entertainment for kind of a part time living like we do, yeah, it becomes more like my time is valuable. And if you're not coming with something creatively stimulating, right, nice. it it's insulting. Not time. Like I can still laugh at a good dick joke, but like an hour the of key, di- yeah. But key an hour is- of dick jokes, you need to come with better content, more creativity, better writing. Yeah, like, just be better.
1: You right? you took issue with the film Strays, which was that twenty two or twenty three? That was last year. Yeah, and we haven't even talked about it because it was. It, you told me not to see it. Yeah, and it was it was. If you don't remember, it's a movie about dogs, four dogs mm-hmm. with Kevin Hart and others, right? Kevin Hart. I think so, yeah. Uh, and it, you told me it was like, it's and all will like. Ferrell. And Will Ferrell. It's all like low hanging fruit, like dog dick jokes the whole time. And there was so much actual
0: dog dick in it. And, and it's like, just like, how many times can we have a dog hump something?
1: And dogs are like, so, always. How much time you got, brother? <laughs> all day. Let's 90 go. 90 minutes for this? Yeah. I mean, Deal. put it on for your dog. Right. Your dog will love that. Dogs movie. didn't even want to get paid for that movie. Like, we'll do it for free. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's a movie for dogs, not humans. Totally. Right. So there's a
0: difference. I think this is a solidly. I'm going to go ahead and give it for the style of shitty, fun, irreverent comedy that it is. It's like for me, I'd give it like a 6-1. Like it – for that style of movie, not as a film as a whole. Like I'm saying – That's
1: fine. How did you rate The Book of Clarence? Did you rate that as a film or like for you?
0: I I think you often
1: rate things just for you.
0: This was – this is like –
1: yeah. Wait, What? Well, you'll say on the show. You'll say that sometimes you'll be like, "Like we rate stuff here," or you'll say, "I rate things for myself." Yeah. So, is that how you rated the book of Clarence, or were you being more objective as a critic?
0: Um, probably more objective with Clarence, but also like probably eighty percent of most of my reviews is for me. But I think as I evolve as a human and mm-hmm. as a yeah. critic, more of what is for me, you know, that bar gets raised too. So,
1: that makes uh, like,
0: sense. So good answer. Like this the machine had some really cringy lines and some like slapstick stuff, but it also had like some pretty decent character development. Like it was really like surprisingly better than I thought it was going to be.
1: Yeah. What were your expectations? I thought it was going to be garbage. Cause there was that movie. You're going to really have to help me out. I'm not even sure if you know it. Um, Oh, I know what it is. It's um, it's between two ferns. Oh yeah, the movie Zach
0: Galifianakis. I love between
1: you. two ferns. The YouTube show, mm-hmm. awesome. Between two ferns, the movie, not good. I tried it.
0: Yeah, I did. And too. I went in with
1: the expectation that the comedy and writing would be at a level that the show was. Which it I was very. Not. It was not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the Burt Kreischer story about the Russian thing. And even though I don't remember the details, I remember thinking that's a funny story. Mm-hmm. But the idea that you would stretch that into a full, I assume at least ninety-minute yeah. film. Uh, you know, is, is, is ambitious, mm-hmm. I suppose.
0: It was ambitious and it, it actually ended up being more about like a story about him and his dad and like him and his relationship with That's his family. Nice. Yeah. So it was, and his dad is played by Mark Hamill. Weird. Worth mentioning. Yeah. Uh, so strange. I got a lot of good chuckles. It's not, it didn't win and it will never win any awards. Sure.
1: Nor does it deserve it. But it's also
0: not going to win any awards like the Razzies. No Razzies. Like it's not a Razzie movie. It's a perfectly middle of the road, like kind of a throwback to an old school style of. They don't
1: make these anymore. Uh, Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it also had the awareness to not be offensive in a way that was unnecessary.
1: That's fair. Or like, like
0: it wasn't offensive to be offensive. Like. There were no, you know, it wasn't trying to be incendiary. It was just, it was trying to be genuinely humorous. And I've I've found that kind of refreshing.
1: It's either, it's either Daniel Tosh or Anthony Jezelnik who quotes another comedian who I can't remember.
0: It's Jezelnik quoting Carlin. It is Carlin. It's getting away with it.
1: Comedy is not, yeah, it's comedy is not being offensive. It's getting away with it. And, And like, there does seem to be sort of an epidemic of comedians who are like, you can't say anything these days. Like you can't make movies like you used to make them. And it's like, no, it's more like you just can't write jokes. You, yeah. You're not good at doing the thing that you are getting mad about. Yep. So be, get better at your job. Just, That's what, you don't have to be perfect at it out the gate. You've seen the, uh, you saw, was it golden globes with, um, Joe Coy, Joe Coy. Like it just not a, not a good, like just not, not sensibly written jokes. Like just very old school. And by old school, I do mean like, just like like comedy is one of the only art forms that keeps up with the time, culturally with the times, mm-hmm. on like a day to almost a day-to-day basis. And like yeah. stuff doesn't hold up for good reasons sometimes. Like we don't laugh at the same stuff because the same shit isn't funny like it was. Even a year ago. Blackface was funny at one point. People yeah. laughed at that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's not good. Yeah. The cultural tide has shifted. Yeah.
0: So if anything, I will give it that this movie was – an attempt at just honest humor. Right, right. It didn't have an agenda. It wasn't trying to be anything other than mm-hmm. just wanting to make you laugh. Sure. So, it, and it was a little bit more violent than I thought too. It was definitely like R for mm-hmm. some, some violent stuff.
1: Where can people watch it if they want to? Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Uh, have you logged this in your letterbox? Yes. Nice. Okay, great. Um, so I watched True Detective season two. That's okay. All the way for the first time in um, that show came out. Season two sucks. Season two doesn't suck um but it is sort of the cultural consensus that season 2 sucks and i will tell you season 2 is not great it's partially because it follows season 1 which mm-hmm. is great which is near which near perfect S- yes season 2 is okay there's a lot of issues with it the dialogue in particular is pretty rough the story though is awesome like true detective is just sort of a an if you, i don't know why you don't know but uh, an you hbo max produced yeah like neo noir tv show mm-hmm. And season two centers around three in various degrees, like messed up cops, uh slash corrupt cops who are fighting even larger corruption in the system, which is like neo Noir in a nutshell. Um, but it's Vince Vaughn, it's um Rachel McAdams, it's Colin Farrell, and it's Taylor uh Lautner? No. Heh heh. Can you look it up? Yep. Hinch, hit, hit something. Um, and it's it's way more of a downer than the first season, which the first season was all about like occult murders and like yeah, how do you like, go
0: down from that
1: no that's great like that's so engaging like i love culty movies and culty shows like it's so great tory kittles no it's a man he was in like friday tory Night kittles is a man that's oh really yeah taylor kitch taylor kitch um whatever like it just it gets more industrial than the first season mm. um and i've never seen the third season and i'm gonna watch that next in anticipation of the fourth season,
0: didn't realize that Jodie Foster was in season two of. Uh... She's not. Oh, she's no. listed as in the cast. This she's, is True Detective as a whole,
1: which I'm sure we can get into here. But um, the point is, I rewatched season one. Now season two. I'm looking forward to watching season three with Mahershala Ali and I think somebody else, but I don't know. Yeah, um, he's so. Good. But it's a great. It's a great show. Um, Nick Pizzolatto, the writer and I think director of most of the episodes, if not just the writer, um, has a pretty clear vision. For the vibe he wants to set. And I love these anthology series. Like it's it's just a it's just an awesome show to put on. Like I can only ever watch or will only ever watch like two episodes at once. Cause it's just so dense. And like the cinematography and the blocking, like like everything that goes into making the show is really, really well thought out. So much attention to detail. Yeah, it's and so I, good. Like the acting's fantastic too. Say what you will about season two, but like Colin Farrell does some great work, same with Nick yeah. Adams um taylor kitch is okay um but vince vaughn's great too and he only drinks johnny walker blue i mm-hmm. don't know what that's about but he's, i guess he's rich i love johnny walker blue um anyways i'm anticipating season four eagerly which just came out and you've seen episode one right that was the the next
0: thing on my list i watched what a coincidence
1: it. i was crazy <laughs> it's
0: wild man yeah. yeah i watched it last night um, okay i was kind of waiting for the right moment set setting Cause it well, it came out like f- three days ago. Yeah, the new episodes every Sunday
1: night. Okay, you didn't wait very long. You waited two nights for yeah, the right sentence. That's setting. a lot. I was trying that's to watch true. it Sunday sure. and I got busy. Yeah, I was so excited. Can I get like? Go
0: ahead. Sorry. It's the return of Jodie Foster into like a noir neo noir mm-hmm. detective role. Yeah. You know, basically she's Silence of the lambs. Yeah.
1: Can you give me like the? I know you're only an episode in, but like, what's the what's season four about? When eight tell? reachers
0: at Solal Station suddenly disappear, Detective Liz Danvers orders a search but tempers expectations of finding the men. Dot, dot, what dot. are reachers? What? When four, eight reachers? Researchers. Are, oh, researchers. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. Solal Station? Yeah. What's they're that? Up in, they're up in the Arctic. This Ooh. whole season's called Night Country. Right. We, like we they end. gave the
1: season a name? Yeah. Which they haven't done before, I don't no. think.
0: Which is strange, but I like it. Yeah. Basically, it's happening like up in Alaska near the Arctic Circle. And we this the episode starts and it's the last sunrise for the year.
1: Oh, it's like that the vampire movie, Thirty Days a Night, with Josh Hartnett. Yeah, who reminds me of Taylor Kitsch, by the way, quite mm-hmm. a bit. Yep. Um Sketch. That's sketchy. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, so far, it's been on par with everything with oh. yeah. season one. Yeah.
1: Cool. With, I mean,
0: and it's modern day, so you're not getting that kind of like mm. late '80s, early '90s, just gritty detective vibe.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I like but that.
0: It's still gritty, The cinematography, and the just the the craft of this show. Mm-hmm. After one episode, I am like, "Fuck!" I can't wait for the next yeah. week's episode. Cool. So, get caught up and start watching it every week, so we can talk about it.
1: Okay. We. I mean, that could be. Uh, you know, I don't know if we should do it every week on Patreon, but we could do a, a, a True Detective season four catch up That'd session. Be fun. That would be great. Yeah. Um. But yeah, good. I'm stoked
0: on it. It's everything about it so far has been it just hit the nail on every head with the expectations mm-hmm. you know it was just it's perfect so great. far episode one loved it
1: i have this list of things in my phone where my yeah, girlfriend yeah. were like m- mistake sayings yeah she'll like say something like i'm i gotta wait till i get under my feet yeah and i'm like you mean your feet under you right yeah and you say things like far and few between yeah or you'll say hit hit every hit the nail on every head i think you mean every nail on the head
0: hit all the nails i'm gonna on start every head. one
1: for you too because that's great <laughs> i thought you already had one uh, not for you, I don't. All right. I have a collection of audio samples oh, that I yeah. will use if you ever wrong me. Fair. Take it out of context. Yeah. <laughs> Those deep fakes are going to be getting me arrested, yeah. boy. Um, I got thrown off a horse last week. Whoa. Um, a few days ago at the time of this recording. That was last Thursday. Yeah, that might be right. So yeah, four days ago. Um, and I was riding bareback in the rain, and I was galloping at a speed of 60 plus miles per hour. And um, Were you sober? Yeah. Had a gun in this hand and and a lasso in this one. I was riding with just my legs. Lasso of truth? Yeah, I was Wonder Woman. Um, And then I got bucked. I did two backflips and hit the ground. Um, Got a concussion, went to the hospital, got stitches, and now I'm here. Sick. Um, In another version of this story, I was walking in an arena very slowly, bareback. That part was true. Were you walking or was the horse? Good point. The horse was walking. And I was in like... Adidas style sweatpants to go. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. Yeah. And I was not so would had uh, about a cocktail and a half to maybe 3. Okay. And my lady insisted despite me saying I think I should get a saddle. She said, You'll be fine. I said I don't think I'll be fine. She said, You'll be fine. Um you're and,
0: overestimating here.
1: Yeah, and then sure enough I got on the horse and um whatever, like I'm it was fine for like 20 minutes. And then you know, I looked this way and the horse looked the opposite way and then the horse shifted slightly and then I was like, "Oh shoot." I'm gonna fall for, for sure, mm-hmm. and I, I, you know, instinctively like clasped my legs to hold on, which to a horse means go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I hear Serena from across, like, let let go with your heels. And in that moment, I could have either blindly listened to her or tried to survive. Mm-hmm. She knows horses, so I listened to her. So I went and let go of my legs and just slid off to the right of the horse, and I hit the ground all 220 from about like five feet in the air Oof. all on my right hip <laughs> just straight into the ground so i've been like battling this soreness for about a week mm-hmm. um and the only reason i bring it up in hot and bothered is that our show has been um calisthenically a little bit more demanding this week like i've been under the table yeah running wires and like trying to get camera set up um so in a sense i've been stretching but also i've been like you know, a little oh. sore i'm feeling a little bit better Um, having beers at our Patreon event helped, Mm -hmm. um, but my God, it was rough. And I just wanted to timestamp this in my, uh, my horseback riding career as the time I fell off a bareback horse and hurt myself. Pretty badass story. Pretty cool. Anyways, I'll be riding more horses next week when we have the week off. Sweet. I'm trying to get a little bit better. Hey, don't fall, though. I will try not to. But you're not going to be here anyways to catch me. So where are you going? Going on vacation. Yeah, you're going to be not. Say that again. I'm not sure if I made it through the noise gate.
0: I'm going on vacation. Great. I'm very excited. Where are you headed?
1: headed to Hawaii. Which island? Big island. Maui? Hawaii. Hawaii is the big island? Yeah. I never remember that. Yeah uh lovely
0: yeah super stoked uh there is an outside chance that i do some snorkeling with manta rays yeah you know that's how night. steve Irwin died right not a manta ray was it a manta ray stingray stingray oh it was different yeah oh then you're fine manta rays are way chill are they yeah they're like ocean carpets they're huge yeah yeah and the way they do it is they take a a surfboard or like a big giant paddle like a longboard surfboard because okay. there's short surfboards for like the tight turning and it's oh, like yeah, 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 big old long giant surfboard that yeah. looks more like a stand up paddle board. And they throw it in the water, and there's a big spotlight underneath that draws them in on the board, yeah, underneath the board yeah. on the bottom, yeah. facing down. And you grab everyone's snorkeling and they grab the board and face down in the water mm-hmm. and they swim like right underneath. nice. So I'm stoked, that'll be great. I'm gonna try and do some fishing. No set plans. Going to just have cocktails on the beach. Nice. Might try and get to a coffee farm. Which oh, cool. I haven't done. I've had a lot of of Hawaiian coffee from mm-hmm. roasters and shops that you know mm-hmm. haven't actually gone to like an actual origin trip, right? Like so, an actual farm. Yeah. And there's a couple that are pretty world renowned that have some uh, actually cupping sessions that you can do. It's like Sweet. a two hour session where you cup with the roasters. Now
1: you, I'm sorry, you told me a couple of weeks ago you said. And I quote almost verbatim, I'm not really into coffee. I don't really drink coffee anymore. I appreciate it. Remember yeah.
0: with Remember the rest of that conversation? It's like more home-
1: convenient for me to not right now. I
0: like home field advantage. I don't like oh, coffee yeah, yeah, yeah. every morning because-
1: True. You got to go. Yeah. You got to go. You got to. You have to go, but you also you have to go. Yeah. Coffee. Coffee's good for that. Yeah.
0: I like to get where I'm going without a bunch of pit stops. Totally. But I love the flavors and I appreciate the craftsmanship mm. and- to go see where it's manufactured mm-hmm. and meet some of the growers and the pickers and selectors and be really fun. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be some off switch time for me. So I'm stoked, I'll miss you.
1: You're leaving when? Saturday. Saturday today is uh, Tuesday. Yeah. And you're back when? Next Saturday. A full week. Yeah. Cool. And that's like a five hour flight, is that mm-hmm. right? Something like that? Yeah. So you essentially have a day when you get there. Like you, you're you not like immediately jet lagged in bed.
0: Yeah, it's dope. Cause when you fly there, mm-hmm. you also gain you three gain hours. gain time, yeah, yeah. So you get there, it's so on, here on watch time it's only like three hours yeah, yeah it was a five-hour right. existence right, right. but yeah you so it's back in time i think when we land it's
1: like 2 p.m so sweet right. and you fly out of here at uh 11 9 no oh i got that backwards okay yeah, yeah. great will be so fun yeah because there's a
0: layover in honolulu that's
1: why it's mm. yeah i see oh no i have to hang out in honolulu airport right. how long is your layover like two hours oh it's really just the airport then yeah but okay tiki bar expensive mai tais yeah yeah tiki <laughs> bar some great yeah it's going to be fun. All right. Either can way, you I'm bring stoked. beers back for the show? I'll try. Get a couple. Get uh cuz you can put those in your check bag,
0: right? You absolutely can.
1: Cool. Totally, yeah.
0: I should go to Ola. It's my favorite brewery sure. on Hawaii. We
1: yeah, totally bring two beers back that we can do on the episode when That'd you return. Fun. I will. And we'll see if we can find a tr- we can watch that movie um Anyone but You. Anybody but You with uh Sydney Sweeney and the dude from Top Gun. Who go on like a tropical vacation pretending they're together. You don't know about this movie? No. It's like a totally generic rom-com that came out a few weeks ago. Okay. It might already be out of theaters, but All right. it would be a good pairing for a tropical beer God, situation. God, I hope it's on the airplane. Oh, I'm sure it is. That'd be perfect. Yeah. One time I was watching um, Lost on an airplane. First episode where the plane crashes. That seems like a bad movie. You shouldn't put it on the plane. Why yet. is that an option? I don't know. They Take that off. Um, you got <laughs> anything like, else? Like <laughs> I flew to week? Fiji and watched Castaway. Yeah, right. What exactly. What we doing? Is that where he was going in that movie? I don't remember. It could be, but it's a plane crash. I
0: think he was flying back to the States from China.
1: If I Who knows? Right.
0: He was working in like manufacturing or something. and
1: No one's going to fact check it. He so. worked
0: for FedEx.
1: Oh, hey, I have one more thing. Is that okay? Yeah, of course. Um, I've got uh, – Talking a li- about what Tom Hanks did for right. a living and Castaway. Um, I don't care. I thought we were sort of just like buying time because we were enjoying talking, which no. we were. Um, I've got a couple of things um, listener mail related, okay. listener write-in related. Um, and that's fine. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that our friend, Ken, friend of the show, Ken recommended Aquaman two, uh, in the spirit of it being better than Aquaman one. Oh, wow. And I have a vague recollection of Aquaman one. It wasn't very good. I know mm-hmm. that. Um, what is your relationship to that movie? I don't think I saw it, man. I don't think Not I Not one did. nor two, obviously. No. Okay. Um, Ken said, uh, it was better than the first one. Very fast paced. Good story. Visually pleasing. Um, glad I don't. Re- I think he meant glad I don't rely on Rotten Tomatoes, but his autocorrect changed to uh, glad I don't Really on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I told him I we've heard the opposite, but maybe we'll watch it one day. Mm-hmm. Um, we also got uh, a text from uh, a friend of the show, Lauren Lindley, who just said Johnny isn't allowed to review musicals. Wonka is a fucking magical delight. <laughs> So I think you're sort of – I think now I have to see Wonka again because I trust Lauren's film opinion quite a bit. You would. You should trust her on that, that yeah. more than me. Yeah, well, I, yeah. The fact that it was a musical, I should have already seen that coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think those are kind of the main ones. We had a couple other people that wrote in after our uh, beers of the year, but those are the two that I really wanted to shout out. All right. Um, so I'll be watching Wonka at some point.
0: I formally don't apologize, Lauren. I'll do what I
1: want. <laughs> <laughs> um, you got anything else this week? No, nah, man, let's get out of here. Okay, once again, the show, of course, wouldn't be possible without the support of Bailey Minardi. Thanks to everybody on Patreon who are um, almost immeasurably cooler than you if you're not on Patreon. Again, just to, if you want to get in that club, it's very easy to get on. Patreon.com slash Cinema. If you have the cost of a cup of coffee every month, you can help us keep doing this. Um, check out the handlebar if you want to save some money to save up for your Patreon. You can get great deals on their beers every day of the week. And my name is Max Minardi. My name is Johnny
0: Summers. Thanks for hanging out with us. I will see you when I get back. Drink some good beers. Watch some movies or True Detective Season 4 Episode 1. And by the time I get back we'll be on Episode 3. So I can't wait to ah, dive nice. into it. Anyways, bye. To we hope you enjoy. This is is Fresh Hop Cinema.